to Look Ahead 2018, a series of podcasts by the National Institute of Economic and Social Research, discussing the events, trends and processes to watch out for in the coming year. I'm Paola Buonadonna. Today, I'm joined by NISA's Associate Research Director, Dr. Heather Rolf, to talk about immigration. So what is new, Heather, and what is going on? Okay, Paula. So um, on December the 8th, last Thursday, almost at the 11th hour, the UK has struck a preliminary deal with the EU, allowing negotiations to proceed on trade. And one of the sticking points was the rights of EU citizens in the UK and UK citizens in the EU. So what happened um, is that, um, that an agreement has been reached on, on the rights of both groups. So currently, uh, let us just remind ourselves, there are about 3 million EU citizens uh, living in the UK, of which, of course, I am one. Uh, So in what respect is this deal possibly good news for the likes of me? The good news is that you will have the right to settle mm-hmm. and you'll have the right to bring in close relatives, people who are, who are related to you currently not uh-huh. in, the, in the future. So, and also migrants who want to come to the UK right up until March 2019 will also have the same rights. Yeah. Um, and so the government is saying obviously at the moment um, that uh, free movement will continue for around two more years after we leave the EU, mm-hmm. so 2019 to 2021. So people from outside um, the UK, from the EU, will be able to come and live, work and study here from 2019 to 2021. Um, but there, there'll be no guarantees on settlement and no details about their rights. Um, that's all going to be decided But what do you think is going to happen after 2021? I mean, presumably uh, the government has some idea of what it wants to see in terms of um, uh, the rights of immigrants. I think that there's a lot happening behind the scenes that we, we don't know about. So the Times reported at the weekend that Amber Rudd will try to dodge the issue in public, but she's pu- pushing for a softer deal in private to ensure that the immigration settlement is not too restrictive. Um, so, and at the same time, the, the Labour Party, Keir Starmer, said over the weekend that they would be looking for easy movement, but not free movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no one really wants to say any more at this stage. I think because it's quite complex, the government's waiting for the Migration Advisory Committee consultation results, which will be not until September 2018. Um, The government also knows, without the findings of, of that consultation, that tight restrictions would not be good for the UK economy. So at the moment we are possibly looking at something on the spectrum from easy movement to free movement, not quite free movement, but not not as strict as no movement at all, because that would be economically really detrimental. It would. I mean, all sorts of options have been thrown around sector deals, regional deals, um, who knows what kind of deals will be made. Um, but I think it, it's unlikely that I think that we'll have what, what the government will call free movement, um, and I think it might end up, whatever government's in power, something closer to what Keir Starmer is calling easy or easier movement. But I think public opinion is a big factor in this. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, any new immigration policy or immigration controls have got to be seen um, to be a form of control, whether or not they drastically reduce immigration. And I think um, we'll get on to this later probably, but I think there'll be other factors than policy which will end up reducing immigration to the UK in the year ahead. 
Can you tell me a little bit more about this Migration Advisory Committee um, uh, report that is due in September? What do you think we'll find out? Who's been, who's been uh, uh, consulted and what kind of findings are we expecting? Well, it was an open consultation and I would imagine they got many thousands of responses and so they would have been from employers, um, from employer representatives, um, representatives of the higher education system, institutions, think tanks, the lot. And um, at the same time, they're commissioning a programme of research looking at the impacts of immigration. So I think they'll be looking um, at, at a number of things. First of all, what contribution migration from the EU currently makes to the UK and the implications of restricting it. They'll also be looking at alternatives um, to EU migration, ways in which the UK can increase the flow of skills um, domestically and the, and the scope for that. And um, so I think they'll be putting all those findings together and then part of that then will be actually making some kind of recommendations uh, for policy because the Migration Advisory Committee actually does get right down into the details of um, who can or can't come to the UK. They draw up the occupational shortage lists and all that kind of thing. So I think it will go from the sort of big picture of the contribution that EU migration makes in what sectors, uh, the implications of, re of restrictions and then actually probably will be proposing uh, policy. Of course, it does seem like now the UK government is really not looking for that policy to come into effect um, until 2021. So it looks like there'll be plenty of time to both develop that policy, but also more importantly for employers to actually um, get to grips with any kind of restrictions that they're going to be faced with. You have um, written in the past about the fact that employers are quite worried about the issue of labour shortages. This is one of the reasons why they're putting all these things in place. And, um, and in fact, I think we're already observing a decline in um, migration, um, the, the, despite the fact that Brexit hasn't happened. Mm, yeah, that's right. So we were hearing reports from employers early, earlier in the year about having fewer applications from EU migrants, about some of their EU migrants then leaving the UK either to go back to their own countries or elsewhere in Europe. And of course, then we find from the migration statistics that what they're reporting on the ground is actually reflected in, in the stats. So net migration fell by 106,000 um, to 230,000 in the 12, 12 months to June 2017. And a lot of that has been driven by... Um, um, a fall off in Polish migration. Migration from some countries has kept up, um, but that, that's a big fall. And then there's been a big regional impact um, in the UK. So areas such as London and the South East have kept up their levels of migration. Um, London has 22,000 more migrants than EU migrants than the year before, and the South East 21,000 more. But some areas of the UK, like North West, South West and Wales, have only a few thousand more than in previous years, and that is a problem for employers in those areas. So do you think that this preliminary deal will, uh, in, in some way, um, stop this trend or reverse this trend? That is quite a tricky question, really, because I think the, the reassurance on the rights of migrants to settle um, may help. So that might um, help some migrants already here feeling that actually they don't have a future here and um, they, they want to go back home. It may encourage more to come over here. I kind of doubt that because I'm not convinced that EU migrants, prospective migra migrants, are necessarily up to speed um, with UK policy on immigration and, and will think, yeah, I've got to get there before uh, 2019. Um, but so... 
I do think overall the level of migration will very much depend on what, what happens um, to the economy in that period, particularly vis-à-vis um, -vis the other EU um, states and um, what happens to their economies and whether they can offer migrants a better deal than we can in the UK in terms of jobs and pay. Do we have any indications as to whether public opinion in this country has changed or is changing at all about immigration? Well, first of all, immigration was a massive issue around um, the, the referendum. So it drove the Leave vote with concerns about immigration by far the biggest driver of how people voted. So, but there has been some movement in attitudes. Um, so in February 2015, 44% of the population were negative about immigration, 33% positive. By October 2016, that was reversed to 44% positive, 33% negative. Wow, what do you think happened? I think we don't really know, um, but I think it's likely that the increase in public hostility towards EU migration uh, following the Brexit vote as reported in, in newspapers and people would have observed it to a certain extent in their communities would have probably meant that people who beforehand um, answered don't know or it's not something they wanted to express an opinion about particularly then decided that they, they needed to say that actually they, they did feel it was a, a, a positive thing um, in terms of the UK. But interesting, when you look at the detail of what people are thinking about the UK's exit from the EU polls do consistently find that around 52-53% of the public um, would be happy accepting free movement in exchange for access to the single market because they see that that brings economic benefits to the UK and they're concerned about the loss of trade. Of course there's some things about free movement they might want controlling such as access to welfare benefits and that's possibly reasonably easy um, um, to, to, meet, uh, to meet those kind of demands. And I think there is increasing awareness of the economic benefits of migration to the UK and that's something that we'll be doing at NISA, we'll be doing some research with the general public in the new year around some facts and figures around um, the economic impacts of migration and whether presenting these and discussing these with the, with the public and listening to their views about the economic impacts of migration, whether actually that can lead to a shift in opinion about whether immigration is good or bad for the UK. And when at that point we'll talk to you again and you'll tell us what you found out. I will indeed. Uh, but for now, this is all we've got time for. Uh, we will be back with another Look Ahead 2018 next week. And you can find the whole series in other podcasts, blogs and publications on our website on www.niesr.ac.com. Dot uk. Goodbye.